Hey gang, welcome back for another podcast. If this is your first time with us, um, we're glad to to have you here and to to share with us and to talk with John and I. I'm here with my partner John. John, how you doing? Oh, great. Good to good to be in the saddle again here and have a chance to to share today. Yeah, you know. So in the next couple of weeks, John, we're going to be doing some you know a couple different episodes uh, around you know the Bible as story, and I think this is something that's been foundational to to your journey and as you've discipled me, foundational to mine, but also so a very deep foundation to to kingdom story as a ministry and um, and what we do and you know so I think in today's episode we wanted to take a little bit of time to share our, our personal stories around how story has transformed us but it's also kind of helped us come up with this kind of phrase that um, I don't know if it's unique to us but it's it's unique to our, our ministry and the way we think but it's story form discipleship right mm-hmm. and um, John why don't you help people understand yeah. what what is story form discipleship? Well, it, it has kind of the components in the phrase in the sense that um, we think that you know, truth is best experienced, you know, and they've shown this uh, in neurological realities, the way the brain works, cultures around the world get this, that, that truth starts best with story, you know. So so um, and then and then that story has by its nature doesn't isn't meant to just kind of lay dormant in us but it's meant to form us it's meant to shape us story invites us in to a different reality to find our place and so it forms us um, and then discipleship again is we think that discipleship is all about being conformed right to the image of Jesus Christ and so certainly there's more to discipleship than just story but at the heart of any good disciple is following Jesus Christ who in some ways is God's story in the flesh you know, and he has a he has a plot. He has a crisis. He has a, uh, everything that a good story has in the flesh that shapes and molds us uh, to become who we were meant to be as disciples. Yeah, I think you're just putting language to some things. I mean, why does some of the great classic novels or even the the movies that are coming out today that tell a really good story that bring us along with the yeah. character journey or, or speak to our own journey in certain ways that have transformed so many? How many people were oh. changed by Star Wars and the effects of it? But the story that was told by George Lucas and that, you know, and so it's not just, yes, the great books, the literary work, but also how well stories can be told through video um, that help invite us in. And and yeah, I think there's, there's much transformation to that, but um, you know, let's start with just how a story shaped and and transformed your own life. After you share, I'll share a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, and and that'll lead me right into the kind of the the birth of kingdom story. So yeah, I grew up um, in a pretty typical um, you know, Midtown church that had three-point sermons, you know. But <laughs> but I in high school, I got involved in Young Life, which is a campus ministry that leads its gospel proclamation and telling the stories of Jesus and leaders telling their stories and asking me to tell my story. And that changed the way that I saw Jesus. And so I became a, a Jesus follower. <laughs> And then what I found is, is that as soon as I became kind of a disciple, that the that the emphasis on my growth came largely through principles, you know, practices that you needed to do as a young Christian, read the Bible, do this, do that, you know, believe this, believe that. And uh, but at the same time, Brandon, I, I, I was a young life leader, and so I was ministering with story. I was telling my story to kids. I was telling the Jesus story at our meetings. And so as I developed um, as a disciple, I found that I had this love for the Bible and I love to teach it. 
But at the same time, my natural bent was to what I say, I often say I'm a recovering abstract sequential. I mean, I loved charts. I loved alliterations, the three A's, the four D's. True people. That's true. Lots of charts. Oh, I thought I was so so slick. Um, But I realized, but I began, um, but I I began to, I had, let me just say, I had an experience that took me kind of beyond that, beyond just, you know, what's the next thing I need to do? The feel, sometimes the feeling of guilt and shame and shooting. I uh, read a book uh, called the, uh, the Divine Romance by Gene uh, Edwards, and I was a romantic at heart, you know, in high school. And so I had to see the Bible as a divine romance from Genesis to Revelation as one continuous love story. That kind of gripped me. I read another book uh, at this time, and this was, again, Brandon, decades before it was kind of, you know, in and popular to talk about story, both as a culture and as a, as a church culture. And so I began uh, with the second book. They outlined the Bible uh, through 30 stories. And they just uh, looked at each story more in depth and helped connect the stories to help you see the arc of the whole story. I was really intrigued by that. And so in, um, in 1994, just a few years ago, Brandon, <laughs> were you born? Never mind. Um, I, uh, I had finished my Master's of Divinity at Fuller, and I, uh, I had a new responsibility to do some training with staff in the college ministry I was leading. And so rather than do my typical alliteration or books on theology for the training of my staff, I created my own version of these 30 stories, 30 stories from Genesis to Revelation, each of the stories having a theme that would be a bridge from the biblical story into our story. And uh, as I taught this for the first time, I found my own self being transformed in some ways Mm. by the kind of conversation we were having. And I found that the people I was with, also their eyes were wide open. There was an energy in our conversation, a willingness to talk about their story and connect it with with the story of Scripture. And so I I found that my experience, Brandon, was a little bit like going, you know, to... um, uh, a jigsaw puzzle convention, you know, where everybody in the world has a piece of the puzzle and they all come together and everybody is arguing at the convention about <laughs> what their piece looks like or what it fits into. But part of the purpose of the convention is to lift up that there is actually a box <laughs> with a big picture. <laughs> and uh, what I found, to use that analogy with a little bit of humor, but truth is that people that had been in the church for many years um, if you ask them what is the big story that you know that is reshaping your life that you're now becoming a part of, they would have maybe looked at you with a little bit of a blank stare or at least a stutter, because the way that they had um, experienced truth in the Bible was much more piecemeal—a piece here, a piece there. But in the Kingdom story, we began to—I uh, began to. Um, find it so useful to provide for them what I call the edge pieces, these 30 stories, so that when they're coming together to shift the metaphor a little, it also created a sense of the big picture so that all the other stories began to make sense. And what I found as I continued to do this, both at at the university and then later in church and in China and community groups and now in Young Life and here and around the world, what I find is that when you realize that all the seemingly haphazard stories of the Bible, that when they're put together, 
It's like a dot to dot when you're growing up as a kid. When you connect those stories, something appears. And then you begin to naturally, without a lot of effort, think about the dots in your own life that seem so random. Why did my parents get divorced? Why was I rejected, you know, in the playground when I was in second grade? Whatever those things that seem random and could God be creating in me a story just as meaningful as the Bible? Yes, he can. And so story became a natural vehicle to think about discipleship, people entering in and participating in God's story today with their own story. And so what I have found is that it, it, it invites people to participate more. And we use this often when we teach in Africa. You know this, Brandon, is that, you know, that the church is meant to be, as disciples, more of a choir than a concert. That each of us have a part. Each of us has a story to play. And so story and discipleship just go so well together. So those are some highlights from my personal story and how it led really to become kind of a central in kingdom story ministries. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm thankful for that because a product of you, you know, finding that st- I, I've been impacted by that myself. I mean, my a, a part of my story and, and the really kind of beginnings, I guess, before the faith journey was, was hitting a low point in a depression of losing parts of my story. Um, mm. That, But the reality was, is that at the time I thought that I was the author and I thought everybody else was the author and other people were writing really great stories for themselves and mine just happened to be terrible <laughs> and, and going in, in not great directions. And and I met I met you through a divine connection at that time and was brought into this the reality of this these these stories. I I knew a lot about the Bible. I had no idea how to connect it. And I didn't think it was connected. Nobody had ever connected it before. And so it was just my assumption that there wasn't a connection because nobody did it. You know, at least the people that were standing in front of the churches and standing at the pulpits didn't didn't teach it in, in a way of story and didn't connect those stories. And I remember um, sitting in your class the first time and, and you saying, like, this is how I teach. This is the way we're going to do it. Are you in or out? And I was definitely <laughs> in. Uh, wrote big letters, yes, across. I wrote, scratched out everybody else's answers and put mine over <laughs> to answering yes. But it was <clears throat> that the experience helped me, helped recover my faith because it was inconsistent to me when I was watching. And, and I couldn't resolve some of the inconsistencies. I couldn't resolve some of the contradictions. I couldn't understand, you know, why was why are Genesis one and two seemingly so different um, um, when you're trying to look at it one way, but when you look at it from the perspective of story, there's it, they come alive in much different ways. They find their the ways that they connect and, and how they speak, um, and it's. And I also realized I'm not the author hmm. of my own story. Hallelujah. Um, <laughs> for, for us all, right? Right, absolutely. And that God so much desires to write a good story for each one of us, you know, far more better than we could ever write, you know, for ourselves. And so to give myself over to that, not only to learning the story that he presented to, you know, and, and revealed himself in to the to the Israelite people, but then also reveals to us in, in our stories was was absolutely transformational, you know, in in my walk and is set me in the place that I am. But now I'm, I'm also one of those teachers that continues to teach story to people. And it has been, we get so caught up in, in the, in the principles and the points and the, in the, 
I mean, I don't want to use theology in a bad way, but we have theological debates and, and the people, right? And people have a hard time holding the tensions, which you, yeah. you know you you talked about a little. And I, it has been so disarming to come into classes where people are ready to have a debate with you, <laughs> and and they're ready to challenge your theology and and wonder, are you teaching, you know, in such a way? And then you presented a story and those things kind of fall by the wayside. Mm. I remember a young man I was teaching in, in the rescue mission who was not okay with the way that I was teaching you know, Genesis 2. I'd have a conversation said, I don't think I can be a part of your class. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I said, well, what if Genesis is more about, you know, kind of what God created and, and why he created it than how he created it and when he created it. Um, but and we're learning more about the character of God. And I said, you, you can hold your view, but what does this tell you? And together we could come to an agreement on those things. And he managed not only to stay in my class, but wanted to become like a TA for it. And, um, you know, was transformed himself by the power of story. And I've just seen it work on so many levels, even with the pastors in Latin America that we're working Mm. with and how story has transformed their view of how to pastor, Mm. how to build cultures of discipleship. Um, I mean, it's because you're, it informs us. Mm. It, It is, it is the thing with which God, uses to to teach us you know it's the way Jesus taught right yeah well I think you're highlighting something that spurs me on to, to just say you know that there is there is the content of the stories themselves but there's also the method and the vehicle of story that changes and that each of the stories has wonderful connecting points to our story but there's also a sense that if week after week after week you know, you're looking at God as the hero, and and you know, and we are just an actor, an actress on the on the stage. That that um, that God is not interested in us having right answers, but right relationships begins to disarm the natural violent tendency that we have when we rally around a point as opposed right. to. Right. So some of the violence in our own culture could be so mediated if we would lean in to know each other's story and the bigger story before arriving at views that polarize us and lead to, I think, violent behavior. So I know for me, I have been, you know, I've been teaching this every year since, I guess it's almost 40 years now, no, 30 years, and since 1994, and it is absolutely uh, working on me in terms of how I see God, how I hear, how I speak, um, and how I hold tension, you know, like a paradox and not needing to settle in on a single rose, but seeing truth often as a bouquet that, you know, that many things together make up the truth of God. And so um, I'm, I'm absolutely um, convinced that I'm low, slow to the game. I know there's a lot of people that have known about the power of story, but I, I have. But but I'm convinced that, that, that our natural universal love, every culture's love for story, is really rooted in us being made in God's image. Mm. That God loves story. There's a rabbi that said God made man and woman because God loves story. <laughs> he wants a drama. <laughs> and again, as I mentioned earlier, that Jesus in some ways can be seen as the embodiment of God's story and his life and death and resurrection and ascension, which we affirm in the creed. You get a sense of the, the setting and the you know, character development and then the crisis and then the, the resurrection is kind of, you know, the, the plot that thickens in God, you know, surprise 
surprises everybody and then the ending he returns to heaven only to come again one day there's just in the very nature of our creeds is a story you know and so uh, I just I really believe that part of the you know the gift of this next generation in our midst is that they understand the power of story that they understand the limits of principles that they believe that they they ought to have a place in this world in the story and they're looking for that and I think in kingdom story we believe that that a bad story can only be replaced by a better story and it's our hope and passion to pass that on to this generation here and around the world yeah yeah I mean that just you know leads me to, to ask you know all those that are listening like, like what's your story hmm. um, have you had the chance have you thought about what your story is have you thought about the ups and downs of your own life as we talk about the up and down uh, yeah. story of God as, as we go through and you know I mean even as we teach it John we teach the story of God but it actually also pulls out your own story absolutely um, and, and not only in the present but also in the past and, and what it yes. might be for the future um, you know so, so I asked that to our listeners what's your story do you take the time to sit down and ask people hey what's what's your story John I remember yeah. that that's <laughs> that's how you function and I couldn't I couldn't understand we'd sit down to a meeting and you'd wait you know, in my opinion waste 45 minutes talking about story and their story before right. we even got into the business yeah. but but it had a purpose and now I do it yeah. <laughs> Um, and people don't get it. They don't understand. I don't know why we're taking all that time, but it yeah. is it. The fruit comes when you sit and you and you pay attention, because then you can start drawing connections yes. to what God is doing in their life, in their story. And, and that is deepened, Brandon, by the conviction that God's story is continuing to unfold. Our pages of our story don't fit into the Bible, but it's very clear that there there is a set, you know, a gap, so to speak, between where the Bible ends in the history of the first century and when Christ comes back that there are blank pages that we are being written on and when you believe that then everybody's story the cultural story the institutions or every story begins to take on meaning in the under the umbrella of God's bigger story so that so hopefully in the weeks ahead you know as we ex- continue to explore on this in these podcasts we'll ask not only your good question do you, are you how connected to you are your own story but then what has been your story with the Bible and with what's been your story with the Bible as a story I think that'll can those questions will swirl together and take on I hope a new sense of meaning and significance yeah and I hope you all heard that we're literally living in between Revelation 3 and 4 and the story is being written as we speak right now and, and the great author is writing these stories and wants to wants to write your story and so we pray that you continue to come along with us if this has piqued your interest you know um continue to share this with others you can look for more information on us at, at thekingdomstory.org that's our website you know we're on youtube and facebook as well um come along follow us and see how you know the different ways that we can we can bless you on that and we'll continue to to share our journey with the bible as story and how it's transformed us um the ministry and how it continues to transform people um around the world and so um we thank you all for, for coming along with us and yep. um being a part of this journey as john always says and we'll say to you we're in it together um, Hmm. and we'll see how god continues to write this story take care